I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. Watching Aaron Rodgers at camp doing his best Nick Cage. Folks, it's Christmas in July. I mean, not really, but 77 WABC and the Staten Island Ferry Hawks are giving 77 WABC listeners a chance to win a pair of tickets for the game this Saturday, this Saturday between the Ferry Hawks and the Lancaster Barnstormers. Be the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-WABC to get yourself a pair of tickets for this Saturday's game, Ferry Hawks versus the Barnstormers. Again, seventh caller, 1-800-848-9222. And that's not it. Prior to the Ferry Hawks game this Saturday, 77 WABC will take on the NYPD in a celebrity softball game, and one of the lucky winners will randomly be selected to be the first base coach for the Team 77 WABC. Very exciting stuff. It's all part of Staten Island Ferry Hawk Baseball celebrating 77 WABC and the NYPD. It's all this Saturday, July the 30th on Staten Island. Great fireworks show after the game. Play ball. And our next guest, Sydney, he served this country as uh, in Congress from, from Long Island for many, many years, and many of those years as chairman of the Homeland Security, uh, Homeland uh, Security Committee in the House, uh, protecting America. He's a great statesman. He's, a, he's a, our colleague, our friend, Congressman Peter King. Good morning, uh, Peter. Good morning, Bernie, but I'm a little concerned. Who's the doctor that said Sid has a perfect face? <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't believe that. I, I know, mean, but I, listen, I couldn't believe and, and here he's telling Danielle how gorgeous she is. And you just well, had dinner is, with Danielle. Thank you, thank you. And he's like, you don't need any work. You, you're fine. And this guy does every big celebrity, housewife, TV, Mark Carolock. I walked out in shock, Peter. I really did. <laughs> I think he was, just about, he was trying to make you feel good. What he was really saying was there was nothing he could do for you. <laughs> so he said he's a perfect face. That's funny. Wow. That's funny. That's like, do, you, uh, do you go to these uh, plastic surgeons that Congressman King? No, no. I just uh, rely on my charm and uh, you right. know, the good looks and the fact that I'm a, I'm a friend of Bernie and Sid. That gets me through <laughs> life. And uh, the, the, you do have a lot of charm. Very likable. In fact, you were at some fancy function last night on Long Island. Uh, we saw the pictures. But I would imagine it, if you wanted, you could have been at the Mets-Yankees game in uh, City Field, no? Yeah, I was you know, trying to listen to it on my phone. Uh, I got home in time to see, though, with the uh, bases loaded, and Walker got uh, a Rizzo to hit that long fly ball to center field. I thought Diaz was phenomenal last night, and Alonzo was really coming on. And I agree with uh, what you said Mike Francesa said. I think the Mets, if they have the pitching, almost every one of their pitches head-to-head is you know, better than the Yankee pitcher, whether it's Scherzer, whether it's DeGrom, whether it's Walker, whether it's Bassett. I mean, they really have, in a short series, good pitching can be good hitting. Oh, no question. They've got that, and uh, we'll see that second game tonight. It'll be Herman and Scherzer in that uh, classic Met-Yankee matchup. So I know you've been listening all day. You heard some of the audio I played earlier with Ted Cruz with Sean Hannity. 
This is a big deal, obviously, the open borders. One of the reasons why I, I hope that the Democrats lose in 22 on 24. And he went on to uh, really detail, like Bernie's done in the past on this show, Ted Cruz, the relationship the cartel has with these people, some of the things these people are forced to do when they get to the United States just to pay them back. It was a very, very scary, revealing couple of minutes. And you've dealt with stuff like this before, Homeland Security. You heard it earlier, Peter. Just how bad is it? Yeah, in fact, the other night I was in Washington. I ran into uh, Chad Wolf, who had been the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security under President Trump. And we were talking about how demoralized the Border Patrol is. And listen, the Border Patrol in the end can take care of themselves. But the fact is, these people coming into the country, the biggest victims, uh, first of all, you know, the people who live in the, in the uh, uh, border states. But it's also like these young girls, these young kids. I mean, what's being done to them? And the ironic thing is the great liberals and progressives in the country who worry about psychological impact on this person and that person, who are always feeling how the uh, poor people and the minorities are being oppressed. No one is being more oppressed. Nobody is being more psycho- psychologically damaged than these young kids that are being smuggled across the border. So this is like such a hypocrisy and so disgraceful. It's lose-lose for the United States. I mean, as you say, all of us are border states now. And Eric Adams, I'm glad he realized that there's illegal immigrants that are coming into New York. But, you know, it's not the Republicans that are letting them in. And it's not that they just happen to be in New York. The fact is that they uh, come across the border, they get shipped all over the country, they make their way here, or they brought up in the middle of the night in planes. This is a really a, a looming disaster for the United States, how... Uh, uh, basically, the, you know, the basis of our society is crumbling, whether it's on the subway system where cops are being attacked and strippers running up and down, whether it's where people are afraid to walk the streets, whether you have illegal immigrants coming in. And listen, I'm not even against them personally. You know, some of them are good people. A lot of them are good people. That's not it. The fact is our society is not equipped now to deal with them. And also we do have, uh, you know, the drugs coming in across the border. So if you talk about border security, you're a racist. The fact is no one is doing more to cause harm to the uh, underprivileged in this country than the liberals and progressives who allow this invasion across the border. It's lose-lose for the United States. And some, just like you know, the uh, criminal justice system in this country is crumbling, especially in New York, because of progressives. And listen, all of us get affected by it, but nobody gets hurt more by it than people living in minority communities. They're the ones who suffer the worst. All of us end up suffering, but those who suffer the worst are the ones who these phonies claim they're out there to protect. And there doesn't appear to be any relief in sight, Congressman Peter King, regarding the border especially. And who secured the border? None other than 45, President Donald Trump secured it. And, I mean, he, he made us safe, essentially, you know, energy independence, all this stuff that he did in the past. And now they're going after him with a vengeance with this sham scam January 6th committee. So I want to ask you, do you think that's having an impact? Uh, will he run in 2024 or will Merrick Garland charge him, which he intimated he might last night in an interview with Lester Holt on NBC? What do you think? I, I thought President Trump's conduct was wrong that day. I don't. That, that to me, all this talk of a crime, though, that is so dangerous. If you try to criminalize uh, political decisions, political activity, no, there's absolutely no. To me, there's no basis for any kind of criminal prosecution. But uh, Bernie, I do have to tell you, I think the committee is having an impact. When you see the uh, New York Post the other day, which is a strong support of Trump, said they can't support him anymore because of what's come out. Well, that's, be, that's, because, of, that's because of Rupert Murdoch. That's, 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 uh, one man is yeah, dictating on, that. 
Yeah, but others, for instance, like uh, Andy McCarthy, Rich Lowry said uh, January 6th is indefensible. So we have to realize it's out there, and we can't hide from it, and these numbers are going down because of it. Now, listen, there's a total double standard here. Nobody in the left said a word when the Black Lives Matter was taking over cities, uh, when uh, hundreds of people were being killed during the summer of 2020. So there is a double standard, but I think we can't ignore and, and that committee, by the way, it, it is a phony committee because the fact is that uh, Pelosi would not allow uh, Kevin McCarthy to put the people on the committee that he wanted to. So it is a phony committee, and there should be cross-examination, but it's not there, and that's the reality we're facing with now. It looks like the the favorite to uh, win on the left, at least now, it's still early, we've got a couple of years to go, but the guy that's emerged as a guy to beat looks like California Governor Gavin Newsom, which is, you know, I mean, he's a good-looking guy, good talker, and even though he's been a horrible governor, uh, he's got that over the rest of the crew, right, over Buttigieg and Harris and whoever else they may throw out there. Uh, So what do you think, uh, Peter King, of uh, what looks like the left sweetheart right now, can change in a week, Gavin Newsom? I hope they go with him. I think that in an election he would be, you could tear him apart. A good Republican could tear him apart. To me, he's a fraud. He's a phony. Uh, he's strictly you know, some kind of a glamour guy. Like you, he, does, he probably has a perfect face. But, uh, <laughs> other than that, I mean, he's been a horrible, horrible governor. If you're looking at L.A. and San Francisco and I mean, all of the, the crime, the out-of-control situation in that state, no, I mean, uh, I hope it's Newsom, I think, on our side. If it's not President Trump, I think Ryan DeSantis would be a very, very strong candidate. Uh, Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sid Show. Speaking of frauds and phonies, uh, Congressman King, we were talking about Eric Adams. And uh, I, I think he's, uh, you know, reluctant to call out the state legislature in, in a forceful, passionate way on this no-cash-bail law because uh, after, in the, in the wake of the uh, subway brawl that you sent me and Sid a couple of days ago, uh, this shocking video of this kid fighting with the cop, putting him in a, in a, in a chokehold and bashing him his head against the, uh, you know, the railing and all that stuff. But anyway, Eric Adams, uh, a failure at this point. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he has to do more. I mean, he talks a good game and then doesn't follow through. Like he'll say, for instance, we're going to put more cops in the street, but we're not going back to the bad old days. What's well, the bad old days that he calls them, which saved black lives. Under Giuliani and Bloomberg, under Bill Bratton and Ray Kelly, the fact is that uh, so many lives were saved by stop, question, and frisk. You have to be aggressive. And when they talk about guns, unfortunately, there's always going to be illegal guns on the street. Uh, there was two million illegal guns when Rudy Giuliani took over as mayor. And yet year after year after year, guns were taken off the street because the guys who used them were locked up. And even guys who did have the guns were afraid to come out in the street because they knew the cops are going to stop question and frisk. So, no, Eric Adams, he's got to do more than talk, and he's got to uh, let the cops do their job and not always throw in this apology. Okay, the cops are going to do the job, but we're going to hold them accountable. That's implying that the cops are out there trying to do something bad. The fact is the cops saved New York City after Giuliani and Bloomberg come in. That's what saved the city. Bill Bratton and Ray Kelly saved New York City, and, and that's what – and the methods they use, stop questioning first, being aggressive, being proactive. That's what the cops have to do. And, by the way, I, you know, watching that cop in that uh, fight with that uh, punk, the fact is that you know, they forget, you know, the cop is not allowed to use a chokehold. The cop is not allowed to put his knee on his diaphragm. Stupid. Meanwhile, this other kid is doing – the kid, this punk is doing everything he possibly could to kill right. that cop. And, you know, let's just say we had only seen the last five seconds of that. On the count, and you would have seen the, uh, 
know, the bad guy on the ground bleeding and the cop on top of him, that would have been right. police brutality. Right. And that's, that's, that's what the cops have to put up every day. You know, that's up there, but that goes on every day in New York. That's what cops have to put up with. Yeah, we've seen lots of those videos that they just had. They left out the beginning where the cop's life was, on, was in danger, and they right. just showed us on the very end. We've seen that a, a lot of times. So even though you're a Long Island guy, Peter, uh, you and I had a great event together in Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago, uh, again, uh, commemorating uh, Michael Davidson, the firefighter who died. It was a wonderful right. night. You and Gable threw out a first pitch. We had a great dinner. Uh, but it was Brooklyn. And, of course, we know that the Brooklyn Cyclones play minor league baseball there. It's been a long time since a pro team has been there. You have to go back to 1956 with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Well, Sunday in Cooperstown, a bunch of folks elected to the Hall of Fame, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, uh, Buck Fowler, a host of others. But Gil Hodges, finally in the Hall of Fame. You and I were just in Brooklyn two weeks ago. I know you're a big baseball fan. I know you love Gil Hodges. How cool was that on Sunday? That was just a great moment to see his daughter being able to speak on his behalf. And I've met members of the Hodges family over the years. I'm very friendly with guys like Eddie Cranepool, Art Chamsky, Ron Soboda, who played with Gil Hodges. In fact, I was out with uh, uh, Art Chamsky and uh, Eddie Cranepool last, uh, right before the swearing-in uh, or the installation. They were so happy, so really emotional thinking about it. Gil Hodges is what baseball is all about. Yeah, I'm old enough. I used to go to games at Everett's Field. Gil Hodges is my favorite player. I, have, I know all his stats, 14 grand slammers, 370 home runs. Yeah, he had more homers, more RBIs than any right-handed batter in, in either league during the 1950s. In that 10-year decade, he was the leading home run in RBI. He had second overall. Wow. And yet it took him all these years to get in the Hall of Fame. But again, it was, it's a great moment for New York. It was a, a time when people stood together and a time when baseball was not caught up in, uh, like uh, – Football is today, or basketball is, with political correctness. It was out there playing hard, playing tough. And, uh, again, no, nobody cried or complained. No. Not, you did your best. No. Yeah. And, by the way, just to add to those home run and RBI totals, you're right. He had all of that in the year when the Dodgers couldn't beat the Yankees. For folks that may not know this, he also managed the Mets to their incredible oh, yeah. 1969 World Series win and over the Orioles. He was a World War II war hero as well. That too. Yeah. How yeah. about that? He was a Marine, yeah. yeah. Also, let me just say, last night you mentioned the event I was at. Joe Cairo, his wife died years ago, and he's raised almost $6 million over the years you know, for Calvary Hospital. That's where she spent her final days. Last night, wow. the star was Joe Piscopo. What a great guy he is. He was talking about you guys, talking about John Katz. He's just a wonderful guy. Yeah. Joe Piscopo is a real American and a great guy, and I'm really proud to call him a friend. We agree. Uh, so are you, by yes. the way, Congressman King. We love you. You're a great guy, an American, a great statesman. And uh, anyway, we're proud to call you a colleague and friend. Thanks for appearing on the show this morning. You were terrific. Uh, and we'll do, do it again next week. I love it. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, Peter. Yeah. There he is, uh, the great Peter King. And that wraps up hour number three of the Wednesday edition of Bernie and Sid in the Morning. A very exciting hour. Final hour still to come, which includes more news of the day. Uh, but I know it's got a whole bunch of good audio for you coming up at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, we're going to play Beat Bernie coming up at 940. Keep it right here. Wednesday, Bernie and Sid, hour four after Deb with the news. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.